Hello, friends. Welcome to the Cedarville Stories podcast, sending out isolation and quarantine orders, delivering food and water to COVID-19 patients recovering at home, contact tracing for Cedarville University senior Haley Penrose. Her summer internship has taken a significance of pandemic proportions. Listen as Haley shares about her internship with Clark County Combined Health District on the Cedarville Stories podcast. Now here's your host. Welcome back to another episode of the Cedarville Stories podcast. I'm Mark Weinstein, your host. And before I introduce today's guest, I want to thank our listeners for joining us each week on the podcast. Because of your faithfulness to the Cedarville Stories podcast, Two weeks ago, we surpassed 7,000 downloads, which is an amazing accomplishment for a very young podcast. I want to thank you for listening. Our podcast team is so excited for you to listen to our stories, and we hope that they bring great value and meaning to you. Be sure to share the podcast with your friends and family. And if you ever think of a person who would be a great podcast guest, I encourage you to email me that name and contact information, and I'd be happy to reach out. My email address is mweinstein at cedarville.edu. But now it's time to turn our attention to a current Cedarville senior. She is Haley Penrose, who will graduate next spring with a degree in social work. But this summer, she has participated in an internship of pandemic proportions, we like to say, with the Clark County Combined Health District in Springfield, Ohio. We'll learn more about this internship in a little bit, but for now, welcome to the podcast, Haley. It's good to have you on the program. Thanks for having me. Well, let's start off by helping people get to know you a little bit. So I, I mentioned in the introduction that you are majoring in social work. I'm interested in knowing what drew you to social work. How did you get involved and wanted to study that at Cedarville? Yeah, so I originally was an international studies major my first semester, And um, I was kind of confused about um, what I was wanting to do. I knew I wanted to help people in some aspect, but I didn't really know what I really wanted to do or how I could kind of do that through a certain um, major. So I was introduced to social work through a couple people. um, And I actually think that it was God that kind of called me to do social work. Um, I had a lot of instances where people were, they thought that I was a social work major, but I wasn't, and I didn't yet change my major. And God was just kind of hinting at, why don't you check out social work? Because, you know, you don't really know what it is. And so um, I kind of talked to my guidance counselor and just kind of learned what social work was, because for a long time, I thought it was similar to maybe um, being like a psychiatrist or something, but social work is a lot of different things. So it's a, a lot more than just working with like the mind. It's working with like the community and how you can help people. So that's kind of how I got into social work. But. So to be in social work, and there's many different avenues I think you can pursue in social work or in the social work field, but any social work person must have a heart for others. I assume that's the case for you. Is that right? Yes, for sure. I um I've always kind of loved like working with people and figuring out ways that I can help the community and get people connected to resources within the community. As a senior, you've studied the role of a social worker at length. How did the book knowledge that you've learned in classes at Cedarville 
match up with your personal experience this summer through your internship? Yeah, so social work is a little bit different than any other major. A lot of the things we do are kind of based on each individual case. So there is a lot of study and there's a lot of book knowledge that you can gain as a social worker. But to be a social worker, you really have to kind of put yourself into the field and you kind of have to start practicing as a social worker and just figuring out how to communicate with people and how to really find what people's needs are and connect them to services. So I would say that a couple of my classes that I had with a few professors, we did classes where we would go out into the community and kind of look at different agencies and what they do. We also had an experience over, well, I did mine over spring break, where we did like a short-term kind of internship at a different agency. So I did one at Project Woman in Springfield. And um, I kind of just learned a lot from being around other social workers and kind of figuring out where is my spot in um, the role of a social worker by learning from other social workers. And what did you learn? What is your spot in social work? Yeah, so I've kind of found that my passion is a lot more for families. I originally wanted to work with women. I worked in high school. I did some work with Safe Harbor Mm -hmm. in Springfield. Mm -hmm. And um, I love working with women and kind of hearing women that are going through different things. I love hearing their story. But I just realized that you can't fix a whole community by only talking to one part of the equation. So I really want to work with families, maybe in a counseling aspect or maybe in a court aspect. I've also thought about doing some type of like marriage counseling or an agency that works with couples or something. So I think that would be really cool. That's really neat. I'm sure you'll do a great job, whatever you do, wherever the Lord leads you. From talking to colleagues of mine, it's my understanding that your internship responsibility this summer changed midway through the internship. What were you doing initially, and then what did you end up doing? Yeah, so my work at the Clark County Health Department was a little bit divided. So I um, was doing some work at Help Me Grow, which is a program for mothers and young children. We have different clients and we kind of work with helping them develop different parenting skills and giving them resources that they need to grow as a mother and then also help their children grow. So I did that part time. And then the other part of my internship, I did things at the main health department. So I was what you would consider a contact tracer. So I was working with clients who were either positive for COVID or they were contacts of the positive cases. So they weren't actually positive, but they were being quarantined because they had contact with a positive case. That's what I did the first part. And then now I've kind of transitioned into housing needs. So I am working with clients every day, probably do anywhere from 10 to 20 orders each day, where we're kind of going through and assessing what are some needs that our clients may have while they're in isolation or quarantine and how can we meet those needs and utilize different resources that we have and different funds um, and grants that we have. You know, you said some buzzwords in the COVID-19 sphere, isolation orders and contact tracing. What's it like to give a isolation order and do contact tracing? I think when I first started hearing about COVID, not through my internship, 
it was a very scary situation. I think a lot of people can relate to that. It's really unknown and a lot of people were unsure of what COVID entails. But after I started working my internship, I realized that it is not as scary. It is another virus that we have to deal with. But through the different resources that we've been given in the community, we're able to really successfully help people transition from being isolated or quarantined to feeling better and being able to get released from their isolation or quarantine. So I've seen hundreds of people being released from their isolation and quarantine, which is really exciting that so many people are healing. Because I know when you hear the news a lot, you hear everybody is really sick and it's a crazy virus and it's not going to get better. But there are people that are healing and communities even beyond Clark County are doing so much to try and help people that are right now. Was it difficult to give out that first few isolation orders? I think that a lot of times you will have clients that are kind of confused and a little upset about what's going on, but we definitely try to meet the need. So when we give them an isolation or quarantine order, if they are working, we give that to their job and their job understands that they're going to need to be under the order. So we really try and just meet them where they're at and answer as many questions. For me, I don't think it was too hard because I was instructed really well by a great team to be able to handle clients and their questions and concerns that they have. During the internship, and, you know, especially we'll stay on the isolation order topic and contact tracing, what's been the most challenging part of your internship? And then I'm going to ask you, what's the most rewarding It's always challenging when you work with people that aren't feeling well. A lot of times they can get really upset. And as many of us would if you were in that kind of situation. And I think you just have to have grace with those people and understand that they're going through something really hard and they may have never experienced something that's, you know, maybe life-threatening. When you are in quarantine or isolation, you obviously can't see many people. So it can be very lonely. So that can be a downside. But I would also say that that is also the most rewarding. I couldn't tell you how many times I go out and I'm just helping people with the needs and stuff. And, you know, obviously we can't go up to the person and, you know, say hi to them or anything. But they'll just, you know, yell from across the street. Thank you so much. I'm really appreciative of what you're doing and people just seeing how much our community can help each other um, in this time and we can just come together. That's been a really rewarding experience for sure. It has to be nice to see and to hear people thank you for, you know, doing what you were doing because you're really trying to help them get over this virus. So I, I would think that would be rewarding. Did you, in giving out these orders, I presume you had to actually physically see them and give them an order. Is that how it worked? No. So we actually do everything virtually. So due to, you know, the severity of the sickness, you can't be within contact of them. And we define being in contact with somebody as being within six feet of um, somebody that's contagious for more than I believe it was 15 to 30 minutes. It's kind of changed. The CDC always kind of changes the requirements, but so we can't really be within that distance of them or else we could also be quarantined. So everything was online. We call them over the phone. It normally starts with a positive case and then we'll contact the individual and 
get information about their symptoms. And then from there, we figure out what are some needs that they may have and how can we meet those needs for them. And then we do well checks over the phone. But yeah, we never do an initial in-person. So that's kind of an interesting thing. Right. So from a health perspective, you were never in danger of getting COVID-19 from any of these individuals. What, what I'm curious to know, since you were working in Springfield, which is your hometown, did you ever give orders out or interact with anyone that you have personally known? Yeah. So I kind of learned from my social work professor and also my counselor. We, in social work personally, if you have a client or somebody who is maybe a prospective client of yours, um, and you may know that individual, we try and hand those cases off to a different social worker okay. or a different employee to avoid those kind of confrontations. We don't know how that person might feel, um, or we don't want to have a person maybe refuse services because we know how much our services can benefit them. So I can't say I've really worked with anybody I know personally because I've kind of avoided working with. But did you have to hand off anyone because you knew them? Yeah, I have. A lot of people weren't necessarily super close to me, and I've been able to kind of talk to a lot of my supervisors about what I may do in a situation that it feels uncomfortable to maybe have that individual as a client. But no, I, I can say the other day, a lady, I was giving a order to a lady from a distance. And um, I think she knew me, but I did not know her. Oh. So I just waved and smiled at her. <laughs> so, but that was a kind gesture that she had. So I've never had a negative experience with it. Though. Oh, that's, that's good to hear. So I want to pivot, you know, from talking about COVID-19 in your internship to now really moving down your spiritual journey. Can you tell us, share with us, how the Lord brought you to himself, when that was, and the situation, the circumstances around your conversion to Christ. So I was pretty much raised um, in the church, as many Cedarville students are. Right. Um, I was saved at a young age, but I would say that my true conversion that I went through with the Holy Spirit was definitely when I was in high school. I started just really going into my community and um, I was going to Emmanuel Christian in Springfield, and there was just a lot of outreach programs that they kind of promote. And I started realizing that as a Christian, I was kind of just holding on to my parents' faith, and I wasn't making it my own. Right. And I find that that's a lot of a lot of kids that grew up in the church. They have that problem figuring out what their faith means to them, and not just their parents' faith. So I started going to my own church when I was a senior in high school. And I really just got around some people that were starting to really sew into me as an individual and help me um, become who I am today. Um, and helping me just really hold fast to the peace that Christ can give me. So I would say that that's when I truly started to sew into my faith and grow okay. as a Christian. Sure. Like many people, we have life verses. Do you have a life verse that you cling to that you always go back to time to time? There is one, I believe it's Ephesians 4.26. And it's an interesting life verse, but it is just it is. a great reminder to me. And it just 
it talks a little bit about, you know, not letting the sun go down on your anger. I, for a while, I think I was just a very angry person. And it's hard to kind of believe now because I can't say that I'm angry many times, but just really like learning about the peace that Christ can give you um, and how you can reflect that to others by just, you know, loving other people. So that's kind of one that has always been close to my heart. Thanks for sharing. So as as we're recording this, this is in late July, and it's going to air in a couple of weeks. So we're doing this by Zoom. Uh, you're in Springfield. I'm in Fairborn. So I can see you. So looking at you on on the computer screen, I, I couldn't. I would never think that you would be an angry person. You just have a pleasant personality and smile about you. So uh, uh, that's that's great to see and great to know. You know, I'm going to combine the the faith issue element of your story in your life with the internship a little bit. What what were some of the key lessons that you learned personally from dealing with the coronavirus situation during your internship from a faith perspective? I think that I, I guess as a Cedarville student, as a Christ follower and stuff, sometimes you don't think about the impact that somebody that is an unbeliever can have on your life and how much they can challenge your faith and make you remember that you have to be steadfast in your faith and you have to hold to what you believe in. So I've been challenged in a good way and even some ways that were maybe hard for me to go through because I do work with people that are um, Christians and people that are non-Christians and I deal with the community, which you never know what you're going to get when you're, you know, working with people in your community. So it's been a really great way for me to just be challenged in my faith and being able to just listen to people. I think that I just remember reading in the Bible and hearing all the stories about Jesus just kind of going out into his community where he was dealing with people that were prostitutes and sick people and people that just seemed very undesirable. So being able to reflect on that and remember that Christ always was able to love everybody regardless of where they came from or what their past looked like and being able to be a positive influence and just reflect God to them. So that's kind of been what I've experienced at my internship and how I've been kind of challenged in that way. Okay. Now, similar to that question, maybe a little different though, is I'm interested in knowing if you can identify some ways you intentionally tried to share your faith with uh, coworkers and maybe even people you were serving, whether it's, you know, you know, sharing a scripture verse or praying for them. Was there there anything that you did intentionally uh, that you know of for that purpose of um, showing the light of Christ? As a social worker, sometimes it can be really hard if you are a Christian, but you have to make sure that you are not in any way trying to persuade something upon somebody because sometimes it can be a little questionable if you have a client and you're sharing about your personal faith because you don't really want to talk about your personal life to a client. So in that aspect, I've just been really able to kind of reflect Christ in my actions. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people, I'll find that people do notice that and they will maybe ask me, you know, well, you do that a little bit differently than like maybe somebody else does. And then they may talk about that and they ask me questions, which I openly answer questions with coworkers normally. So normally clients probably wouldn't really get that since we're talking over the phone. 
But yeah, just being able to reflect Christ in that aspect and not maybe explicitly talking about faith, but definitely reflecting Christ. When does your internship uh, conclude? It concludes in the next, I believe, four weeks. I think I'm going to work up until school starts. So Okay. And when school does start, are you an on-campus student or do you live at home? I live at home. Okay. Nice yeah. short short little commute into to Cedarville. <laughs> yeah. Well, Haley, I've enjoyed our conversation. I still have a few more questions, but as we prepare to wrap up, I'm interested in knowing uh, what are some lessons that the Lord taught you about yourself during your internship with the pandemic, et cetera? I think that the Lord has definitely taught me that you can always learn from somebody, whether or not, I think as a collegiate student, you sometimes will get caught up in, oh, I've learned all of this stuff and I am, you know, learning every day. I'm going to all all of these classes, but you can learn a lot from other people who have different backgrounds than I may have. So it's really interesting to just kind of be able to listen instead of maybe talking about what's my opinion in this subject. Because I know right now there's so many different opinions and there's so many different things going on in the world. So just being able to be open and listen to other people and being able to be there to care for people. I think that God's really showed me how to do that really well in this season. And So through the internship, I presume the Haley that I'm talking with today is a little bit different than the Haley who walked through the door that first day in the internship. You've grown. The internship has taught you things about yourself, about the role of a social worker. What are some of those learning points that you can take away from your internship? Um, I think just being really open to humbling yourself. Sometimes I know right now a big thing is wearing a mask. That's been like hard for everybody. It's something that's super weird. It's not comfortable. Right. It's not, you know, what we're used to. So I've just kind of learned to kind of humble myself and kind of be considerate of other people in this time because I know that maybe like a mask is not like super comfortable, but I can't even imagine how people that are going through COVID right now and they have the worst symptoms, how uncomfortable that may feel. So, you know, as a young, healthy person, I really try to be proactive and just really thinking of others and maybe people that are immunocompromised or maybe elderly and they just don't have the greatest immune system. So I definitely have kind of learned that lesson to just maybe not be focused on what what do I want right now but what is something that I can help somebody else out with or that's a great perspective and I don't know if you know this but just today Governor DeWine issued a statewide mandate that we have to wear masks starting tomorrow and so that's going to cause a lot of issues I'm sure in our state but it's a necessary thing and I agree with your point that it's less about me and more about you I mean by wearing a mask we are showing honor and respect to other people or loving other people well. And, and so I commend you for, at a young age, understanding that. So two last questions. So you kind of alluded to it earlier, but you finish your internship, you'll finish your academic studies at Cedarville this year, and then you're going to go out and do whatever. Are you going to go right for our MSW, that is a Master of Social Work? Or do you have a job in mind that you, if you could get it, 
if you were placed in that position, you would love to do this after you graduate. What's next for Haley? Personally, I would love to, you know, find something where I can work with families. This next summer, I'm also going to be doing an internship. And through that, I'm looking to maybe transition into working at the place I internship at. So I am looking forward to that and what that holds. As a Cedarville student, our social work program is accredited. So our we can go and get our MSW in a year, which is really nice. So I probably will end up getting my MSW. I'm not sure if it's going to be right after I may work and also get my master's because that's kind of what I've been doing anyways. So I'm used to it. (laughs) I'm used to being um, doing stuff all the time. So it's never easier than right after you've done your undergraduate work to get a master's. I didn't go that route. I had many years uh, separate between my undergraduate degree and my master's. So you'll, you'll do it well, I'm sure. So My last question, and I usually try to ask this to everybody on the podcast, but what right now, as you, as you sit here in July, we're going through the COVID pandemic. Uh, You're dealing with that on, on a daily basis. What, as you study scripture, what is the Lord teaching you right now? I think that the Lord has definitely been teaching me to just really remember all that he has done in the past and what he's doing right now. If you look in the Old Testament, I'm actually in theology too right now. And right now we're kind of learning a lot about all of the things that the Lord did and how the whole Bible connects to us as Christians. So there's so many things that God has done in the Old Testament and what he can still do today and just how all of that connects and just being able to always go back to scripture um, and never rely on yourself and never just depending upon yourself in your hard times, but just remembering that you have the Holy Spirit and you have these scriptures and you have all of these things that the Lord has done and you know what the truth is. So you don't have to live in fear in this time. That's great to hear. You have a great foundation, which is Jesus in your life. And I, I know you have a great family life, and uh, I wish you the best. Look forward to maybe seeing you on campus. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing anyone on campus, for that matter. You know, I haven't (laughs) been there since March, but I wish you the very best as you continue your internship, and uh, thanks for joining me today on the Cedarville Stories podcast. Thanks for having me. It was good talking to you. You too. Thank you for listening to Cedarville Stories podcast, brought to you by Cedarville University. If you were encouraged by this conversation, like I was, please share this episode with a friend. If you know of an awesome Cedarville story, share it with us. We would love to showcase how God is at work in the Cedarville family. And be sure to come back next week when we'll hear another Cedarville story for God's glory. Glory.